This is MJ. I love Tokusatsu, and right now I want to talk about Kamen Rider Zero One, Episode Twenty. Now, Zero One has been kind of a, a funny thing for me, and I have been trying to figure out what exactly is going on in the show. <laughs> I still don't know what's going on in the show, but before uh, this arc had uh, started, before the Zaya versus Heden arc had started. I really didn't, uh, there was enough going on for me to be interested in just the, the events of it. Um, you know, there were keys going back and forth. There were, you know, Jin Hirobi, Mitsubu, Mitsubu Jin Rai were, you know, doing their thing and it created enough conflict and it was interesting enough that, uh, you know, to watch the, you know, the escalation of power and the back and forth between them and, uh, you know, Heaton and, uh, and Ames as well that there was enough going on in the foreground to keep me interested. Uh, you know, there were things I wanted to know about in the background, but now uh, we're in this weird arc where we have the, uh, you know, the takeover of Heaton intelligence being decided by, I guess, a 10-episode arc of five matches where, uh, well, if you're watching, you know the drill, uh, where we have human gears and humans using Zaya tech or the Zaya spec, uh, competing against each other and to, you know, see whose product is better basically. And you know, whoever wins will, uh, you know, be allowed to continue on as they wish or whatever. But, uh, I was a little bit underwhelmed by the start of the arc, uh, because it was just so unclear where this was all going. And we've had, interesting conversations between Aruto and Asumu. Asumu? Yeah, Asumu. Um, Amatsu, sorry. Asumu is from Hibiki. This is Amatsu guy. Anyway, we've had interesting conversations between them where they've had opportunities to discuss what's going on in the show. Uh, things that you would think would actually happen in real life. And... I don't know that Amatsugai is being 100% or 1000% honest with uh, Aruto, but he seems to be. And uh, although there, is, there does seem to be a little bit of an edge or a shadow of maybe something that he's hiding from Hiden, uh, from Aruto. And uh, you know, I think that's interesting. But uh, what I think is more interesting is that he, as much as he's attacking Aruto, uh, trying to defeat him and win out and uh, take control of hidden intelligence, he seems to be attacking Aruto as a person too. And uh, the last thing he said was that if you know if you're a, a president who uh, you know doesn't provide profits, then you're not worth anything to your company. And Aruto, in the course of this arc, uh, with uh, the um, <laughs> With the uh, under the tutelage of Smile, uh, he learns to not just look at the numbers, to look at people as well, and to weigh the outcomes uh, against the the costs. I suppose you could say, and he feels pretty confident about that. But then Amatsu guy says something else uh, <laughs> towards the end of their confrontation to kind of undermine the confidence that Aruto has gained and I think that's really interesting I almost wonder if 
we're going to find out that that shadow, that edge of something else going on is a long plot to systematically uh, undermine Aruto's confidence in who he is so that he fails to act uh, in a certain way, you know, which enables uh, a weakness, an opening or whatever for uh, Amatsu guy to exploit. I don't know. That's kind of an interesting thing. Uh, something else that I found interesting and something that I found compelling actually was the struggle that the realtor guy had uh, where he was just so focused on making the money, focused on, uh, you know, big house fancy car, uh, <laughs> that, uh, uh, for, for the one person who gets that, yeah, good. Um, anyway, he was so focused on the numbers, on money, and, and, and interestingly enough, because, uh, Smile sells the, uh, the rich guy, a house that's under budget, um, they end up losing the battle, but winning the, or losing the, lo winning the battle, but losing the war. There we go. Uh, Zaya still has gains that are way higher than, or that are high enough. They, they out, um, perform, uh, uh, Heden as far as, you know, how much money they're able to make. Um, so that, I, I thought that was an, an interesting, an interesting twist on things. They're allowed to get a win, but it, it still, uh, overall does not help them uh, as they're going forward. But anyway, um, you know, this realtor guy had lost his way and he was so obsessed with becoming, you know, Ichiban, you know, realtor guy. <laughs> he wanted to be number one and he didn't want to lose to this, uh, this lady. And, uh, we have him acting in really ugly ways and, you know, that's great. <laughs> Show the depravity and the, uh, the depths of, of darkness and desperation that people can get into. And at first it doesn't really seem like, uh, he, it seems like his humanity's gone, but we get to see towards the end of the episode that it's still there, sort of. Um, he's able to come to terms with things when he basically has no other options. Given the uh, the Raid Riser belt, uh, he feels like he has a choice, like he can act, like he can inflict violence on others, and he has this you know strength that he can leverage in order to put himself in uh, you know where he wants to be, and he'll do it no matter the cost to others, and. Uh, that is interesting. You know, it's true to an, to an extent. Um, he's more powerful when he, he messes with boss. He like, he tries to slug him, which is pretty great. And he just like, it, it's a no sell hit. Um, and boss is like, what was that? And then he, uh, he yells, um, you know, the realtor guy yells and he kicks him down and, uh, then he starts stomping on him and then boss, you know, goes wild. He gets a signal from, uh, from arc and, um, he becomes the mammoth, um, Magir, and which I thought was a cool play on words because he was a big guy, so then he becomes mammoth. So anyway, that that was kind of fun. But um, the Raid Riser uh, belts, I guess, or or like you know forms or whatever. I, I think they're more powerful than a standard uh, Magir. So uh, the realtor guy, uh, Mister Whale, uh, he's able to the, the cetacean sensation. He's able to uh, overpower and destroy boss and he you know he like he acts out violently towards him and with like all this hate and uh frustration because he has the power to do so and then 
it's interesting. Fua wants to bring him in because he sees that you know he sees who it is. He knows who the Raiderizer is, who the Saboteur is, all that stuff. And he goes to Aruto, and Aruto says to him, "No, d- don't bring him in just yet. Wait till the contest is over because we got to win this thing." And uh, I liked Fua's response, which was a pretty good compromise. He said, "I'll." You have until the next time he attacks. That's the timeline I'm giving you, which I think is is pretty reasonable. Anyway, uh, when he does attack uh, later on, uh, towards the end of the episode, Aruto ends up fighting him. And this is after, uh, you know, Smile has uh, been awarded, or you know, she's the one who sold the house, and then he feels like he, he lost, even though overall they won the competition. But still, it was a personal loss because he lost to her, and him losing the... Uh, title of, you know, the sellingest realtor, um, you know, is upsetting to him. And, and the, this rich guy buying her house over his was, you know, symbolic or, or symbolic or emblematic of that. Anyway, so he goes crazy or uh, he goes crazy. He acts because he has the power to do so. And he feels like he, uh, you know, can, um, he, you know, oversteps his bounds and he says, well, I can do this. So I will, even though I know it's wrong. Anyway, I thought there was a really great part in the fight where Aruto, uh, he's using, man, it's called Hybrid Rise now. Guys, if you know this, please comment. Is he Shining Hopper now, or is he Shining Salt Hopper, or what is he? Because this is the first time I've heard the belt, you know, say Hybrid Rise and um, talk about how this is a hybrid thing, even though that's been happening, right? Like, he's used this hybrid... This assault shining hopper form, like a few times before, right? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, and we got to ex- explicitly see the arc fire, you know, both the arc and uh, Zaya firing in order to, you know, get him to turn into his transformation or whatever. So I, that's frustrating me. Anyway, this is really great thing that during the fight, uh, Aruto is trying to stop him. And even before the fight starts, he's trying to de escalate the situation and he doesn't want to have to, you know, beat this guy up, but he's willing to do it. And, uh, I really love what's happening with Aruto. Like, I think, you know, I, m- I mentioned the stuff about, you know, what, uh, Amatsu is trying to do to him, like trying to undermine him as a person. Um, and you know, maybe that'll help him take over the company and, you know, see that his will is done or whatever. I don't know. But, uh, I'm really loving what Aruto is doing as a person because he really is growing through these experiences that he's having. And I love the fact that he has all this power as shining assault hopper or whatever. Uh, but he's using it to not destroy this guy and not to just, you know, mercilessly go after him, but to try to reason with him. He He's showing that level of power. He's uh, giving back that strength. He's matching it. He's not exceeding it, really. He's matching the strength of this Raid Riser. And he's doing it because he wants to show him, like, look, you're coming from your perspective. I'm coming from a totally opposite perspective. You think you've got all this strength. Look at the strength I have that I'm using against you. And I'm meeting you where you're at. And I'm trying to reason with you and get you to listen to reason and to uh, stop what you're doing because it's wrong. And the guy refuses. And there's this great part where, you know, he's got his, you know, big whale staff or whatever, and he's sending out these, you know, fluke tail attacks or whatever. And Aruto is using his like, you know, hyper jump, uh, thing to like teleport around and whatever. And he gets in close and he's got his gun right in his face, that big, huge ax gun thing right in his face. And it holds for a beat, like a couple seconds. And then he drops the gun. 
uh, he reaches out his hand to him, and then the guy slaps it away. <laughs> and while I was watching, I actually yelled like, "Oh, dude, you're done now. You are done. Aruto is not gonna hit. You know, take that." I knew he was wasn't gonna kill him or anything, but then the next thing we get, Aruto's you know floating up in the sky, which again now he's flying, which I did think he'd fly anyway. And he says something to him like, "Why won't you just stop?" And I think the guy's yelling something, and Aruto just, you know, powers up his rider kick, and he goes through and, uh, you know, demolishes him. And then afterwards, there's a moment of, you know, pathos and healing and whatever. And I just really love that. So while Zero One has been a frustrating show for me um, in some spots, and while I criticized Aruto pretty heavily for not having, you know, experienced enough loss and things like that, I really think somehow, <laughs> in the midst of all this, because, you know, he's been taking losses. I was going to say, hey, he's been taking L's. <laughs> he's been taking losses from uh, Zaya. Like, he physically cannot beat him. Um, uh, you know, whatever the Thouser beat, you know, 0-1. And uh, then, like, he's, like, outsmarted him. He's outpacing him. Like, he, Zaya is so much... Like, Heden, this big, you know, big, huge company, and Aruto is the president. They are the underdogs in this situation. And... I guess that's endearing me to him. Like, I, the way he's acting in response to being an underdog and being in this situation uh, is really impressive, and it's really making me enjoy his character or helping me to enjoy his character. And, I don't know, I may have turned around on this guy. I really like him. Uh, and I I, I like the, the ethos that he's exhibiting, and to me, that's the ethos that all common writers should have. And anybody who falls short of that uh, really frustrates me because uh, that's what a true writer is. And... If that has to be exclusively the territory of the protagonist, I guess that's okay, but it seems like a moral failing to me overall, and I don't really like that. But anyway, uh, that's all I have to say about this episode. I really enjoyed it. Uh, people, talk to me, please. Comment. Tell me about the... Uh, am I wrong about... Is this the first time we've heard Hybrid Rise or whatever? And what's it called? Is it Hybrid Shining Assault Hopper? Or, you know, Muteki? <laughs> what, what is it? What's going on there? And let me know as well, I think uh, the overall consensus is that people are a little dubious about this actually being a 10-episode arc, but do you think it's going to work as a 10-episode arc? Because I could see it, if it keeps going this way, uh, I could see it kind of working. Um, oh, and then also, man, what do you think happened in that room where Fool went in? Who got shot? <laughs> and is that Yaiba Yua, by any chance, in that hood? Like, is she trying to sabotage? No, because she stole that from AIM. She wouldn't do that, would she? Would she? I don't know, man. I still think it might be Shesta, but anyway, uh, let me know what you think. Uh, I'd be interested to hear and hear if you you like this episode and if you like this turn for Aruto as well, because I really do. I think it's a, a good, good thing. Anyway, MJ Loves Toku can be found on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Check out mjwinners.com for my other review series, another writer cast, where I sample all the Heisei writers from Kuga to Zio. Uh, King of Hearts, Queen of Sorrows, where I talk about Mobile, fight, uh, mobile Fighter G Gundam. And then Going Ultra, where I talk about Ultraman. Come on. Uh, I also have uh, Swinging Through Comics over there, and that's where I talk about a bunch of Marvel comics, a lot of Spider-Man, but like general 60s Marvel too, and this well cap from the 40s. Pretty good stuff. I also have a bunch of my writing projects up there that you can check out. Love what I do? Want to support me? My Coffee and Redbubble accounts have you covered. Relevant links below. If you had a good time, like, share, and leave a comment. Subscribe and ring that bell to stay current on weekly Zero One reviews. And remember, you don't have to shout Henshin to be a hero.